0: Good evening, friends. happy to be here again this evening to serve in the name of the Lord. I thought maybe the stormy clouds would flatten everybody away, but I see it hasn't. So let's well, make uh, me thank lots more of you to see that you're loyal enough to come out regardless of what the weather looks like. I was surprised when Billy came come over and come knocking on the door a while ago and Usually he knocks and I don't answer when well, he knows I'm in prayer and he'll go away and wait till I'm ready to come. So sometimes a little boy, some of them come along with him and, and he kept knocking and he heard Daddy. And I said, well, I said, you better come on. You're going to have to preach again tonight. Brother Jack isn't there. so I had to get right out right quick and come on. So I guess I kind of listened a little early when I'm getting over there. I come in and I didn't want to have him come up while you were singing and so forth. And Brother Tom said, reading the scriptures. While well, we're happy old to be here, I don't understand just why. Uh, I look like my manager's quit. Anybody want a job? I'm <laughs> sorry have to hire somebody because it does make it difficult in the meetings when I have to speak and then go into the meetings because you're tired to begin with, you see, and then it uh, certainly makes a difference. And um, I hope that he does come right away, sure enough, unless he has quit. <laughs> so it's I've had one manager for many, many years, been Brother Baxter, most all of you know him from British Columbia, and he is not with me at this time. He's got much to do, and he's uh, went into some organization and some fellowship or something, and then some kind of a broadcast to Russia, and too many irons in the fire; There can't be enough meetings, and my meetings are just a little different. I have to just go the way the Spirit of the Lord leads me. I can be in a meeting, wherever he calls me, I go right then, because they just have to, to do it right then. And it's um, kind of hard on the managers, kind of, you don't know which way to go. So they have a whole list of meetings, maybe man has rolled in. The other day they told me he had four hundred and something major cities in America calling for services now. And so when they do that, well then I'll just feel led maybe to go like to around Chicago or down this way, and I'll say, what have you got down in that way? Well, we can get somebody, well, fix it up, we'll be down there right away. So that's that's the way we do it. Now, uh, that way there's no an cut and dry program, we just just kinda of like the Quakers, the way the spirit moves, but we move with it. <laughs> you know, I think that's a pretty good idea, don't you? You're not long ago I was having a big meeting in a certain city and I just got in some trouble with it over in Africa, so not going where the Lord told me, and I promised him, man, I'd never do it again. Just in the heat of a big meeting worth several thousand packed out in a big auditorium, the Holy Spirit moved on me one afternoon and sent me to another city. Well, you talk about some trouble. We really had it, Randy. To close that big meeting, one minister, a chairman, he jumped up on the floor and said, Brother Branham, you claim to be a fundamentalist. He said, where would you ever find something like that in a scripture I said, "Well, That's just it's there. He said, where? I said, Philip has had a big revival down to Samaria and the Holy Ghost called him away from it. Sent him out in the desert to one man. Is that right? He never did go back to Samaria, and where he was. But obedience. That sent the gospel message down in Ethiopia. Or oh, isn't marvelous just to move with the Holy Spirit? How many people here tonight, and and the divine presence has been born again? Let's see your hands everywhere. Been born again. All oh, my. Isn't that fine?
1: And. We're made up here, of course, I guess, of all
0: different denominations, Methodists, Baptists, Presbyterians, Children of Holiness, and Nazarenes, and Pentecostals, and Church of God, and families, and all. Oh, wow, wow. But that's where it's going to be when we get to heaven. We'll just all be sitting right together. Don't you believe that? Yeah, they're not going to have the Methodists over here and the Baptists over here. I used to be an old fellow and lived down in New Albany below me, very fine man. He was pastor of a Methodist church, and I was... A pastor of the Baptist Church, so we had good fellowship with one another. Now we used to kind of tease one another a whole lot. He get somebody, I get somebody up there that wanted to be sprinkled. They said, "Well, my mother was sprinkled, and I believe in sprinkling." And, well, he wouldn't make me a good member anyhow. So I know where's a good Methodist church, and I just stuck him down there to Brother Johnson. I said, "Now, Brother Lum, here's a man that wants to be sprinkled. I just can't teach him enough water, so you're going to have to sprinkle him." I said. So I'd say, it's an alcohol-dry place down there now. If you want sprinkling old, oh, this is the best man I know of. <laughs> so he'd tell me when somebody come in there and want to be baptized by mercy, he'd say, now nah, I'll take you up to Billy, but he'll sure drown you. <laughs> so, but we had real fellowship with one another, and that's the way you ought to have it, don't you think so? All little differences doesn't make any difference anyhow. Jesus said, except a man be born of water and the Spirit, that's the main thing. You've got to be born again, if you're born again, you're my brother and my sister, regardless if you're Methodist, Baptist, Roman, Catholic, or whatever you are. You were your brothers and sisters in Christ, because we've all been made drinkers of the same spirit. Well, I don't have any text. I'm just going to ask you to send them what the Lord will give me, Because I sure thought Brother Moore would be here tonight without doubt. And I, after all this time, I'm waiting on him, and he promised to be here. Monday, and this is Tuesday, and he isn't here yet, so I'll forgive him this time, but if he isn't here tomorrow, I'm going to call him up <laughs> and see what's happening to him. Let's um, get over in some of the scriptures somewhere here and get over in the old testament somewhere. I was just, something come on my mind a few moments ago, and maybe we can find it over in the book of, of, of Joel, and we'll read there, if the Lord willing, for a few moments, and Billy likes to scared me and said, "Come on, Dad, right quick! They're waiting on you. What's there? Quarter eight or eight? got. It? Furthermore, here we are. In the Book of Joel, the first chapter, I wish to read just a portion of Scripture and talk just a little while and see what the Holy Spirit will say for us to do. In the fourth verse, we read this: That which the palmer worm has left has the locust eaten. That which the locust has left has the palmer worm eaten." That which the palmer worm has left has the canker worm eaten, and that what the canker worm left has the caterpillar eaten. Now over in the I believe it's the next or the following and the twenty the twenty fifth verse we read this But I will restore unto you the years that the locust uh, has eaten, and that the palmer worm and the canker worm has eaten, my great army which I sent among you. Now let's bow our heads just a moment for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we have gathered here tonight under the canopies of this sky to give praise and glory to the Creator of heavens and earth, who gives us this privilege. We're grateful tonight, very thankful to be here and be healthy and happy. Many here are sick, Lord. And we gather for this purpose tonight that these here that is unhealthy tonight might leave this ground. Healthy and happy tonight. Grant it, Lord. And may if there be any sinners here, may they leave spiritually healthy tonight, filled with God's Spirit. Grant it, Lord. And may the glory of God come down upon us and bless us, like it was on the day of Pentecost. God repeated again tonight to us Give us an outpouring of our blessings. May we step not with an umbrella over but with a cup straight up, ready for the blessings of God to fall. And now we're under expectations, knowing not what to say, but thou hast promised if you open your mouth, I fill it. And we believe that you'll do it. So we commit all these things to you tonight, and you get into the Word, if you will, Father. We know that the Holy Ghost feeds on the Word.
1: And may the Holy
0: Spirit of God take the Word and give it to every heart, just as we have need of it. And then may there be a great healing service also. While we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Now, the Lord, His blessing. Now, can you hear around? Uh, raise up your hands. If you can hear all the way around, just raise up your hands. It sounds to me like it's rebounding, of course, I, I don't know. But someone, some of the, the book salesmen and them told me that it was better up and around the realm up there, and it was back in here. Here's where the rebound comes, it's back this way. But you're closer now.
1: And now let's just all
0: forget... Whether we're a Methodist or whether we're a Baptist or whether we're a Presbyterian or a Pentecostal, let's just have a little time of fellowship now and rejoice in the Lord. And now maybe if Brother Moore comes tomorrow to take over in the preliminaries like this and have the, the message, then I'll just come right straight to the platform and get start praying for the sick, you see. We've got hundreds of people here to be prayed for. And I, I want to say before I start speaking, the American people... Is not like people abroad. When you get people abroad, over in Africa or over somewhere else, they they're not like the American people. In Africa, for instance, where our brother Tom here is from, well, there when they can see the supernatural move one time and know that it's genuine supernatural, that settles it. Just tell them to get up and go home, and every trip or get up and walk away, never. Everyone that's deaf will be hearing and every blind will be seeing and they just they just rake up the crutches and things and pile them up in the corners. In Sweden when we were there, was sitting there and not knowing even how to speak their language, the Holy Spirit would move out through the audience and tell somebody, speak in English what their name would be in something else, interpret it, like their name was running waters or something like that. It would tell them who they was, what was wrong with them, where they come from, the whole complete Surroundings were just raised right up, go down their clutches and things and walk away. They're, they're, I don't care how they felt, they believed anyhow. If God is that close to them, they're going to walk away and believe it anyhow. They went testifying. That's real what we should do. But we, American people, you know what's the matter with us? We've been drugged through every school of theology, Amen. one vice versa from the other. One will sit around and say, Now, Dr. Jones says that's mind reading. Well, my pastor says the guy is a Beelzebub, he's a devil. The other than said, well, it's not the Lord, I'll tell you that. And the people don't know what to believe. You believe God's Bible. That's the thing that's right. Let every man's words be a lie, let mine be true, God says, no matter what it is. And the proof of the pudding, as the old slogan is, is the eating thereof. <laughs> if God says it in his word and he produces it, believe it and go on, forget the rest of it. And just let God be true. Now we're going to speak a little bit tonight, if God willing, just a little old evangelistic, maybe if the Lord will help us on the true vine and, uh, and a false vine. You know, the biggest story that was ever told, the biggest lie that was ever told, is one that's got a whole lot of truth in it. Now the biggest lie was ever told is what Satan told Eve. See, it had a whole lot of truth in it. And now if you come around and say something is just really right straight out of lie, well you wouldn't believe that. You know better. But when it comes to a place where it's got about 99% truth and 1% lie, that's the deceiving type. That's the kind you have to watch, is them kind. And that's just what the devil's good at. He told Eve everything truth but one thing, see. He said, now, you, you don't know what's right and wrong. You don't know good from evil. And uh, if you'll take this fruit that your eyes will be open and you'll know what's right and wrong, you'll be wise, you'll know like God. Well, that's truth. That's exactly All that was the truth. But she said, God said, we will die. He said, oh, surely you won't die. And he persuaded her. Now, that's where the the lie comes. Now, we can preach all around everything and leave off the main fundamental root of it, and there's where the lie comes, you see. There's where the trouble comes. Now, we're going to go back on vines for a few minutes. God likens his church into a vine. He said, I am the vine, you're the branches, and so forth. And if the vine is a grape vine, and it bears forth great life, it's got to bear forth grapes on the vine. Is that right? The life that was in Christ has to be in every branch. And if Christ's life in him was uh, preaching the kingdom of God and healing the sick, every branch will have the same substance in it as it comes up. It can't be nothing else. The life of Christ in you. If I told you tonight that the life of John Dillinger was in me, you'd expect me to have big guns here or something other. You'd be in danger if his spirit was in me. If, you, if I told you I had the uh, spirit in me, to, like some great famous artist, you'd expect me to be able to paint a scene that just like that artist would because his spirit was in me. And if I tell you the Holy Spirit is in me, you expect me to do the work that the Holy Spirit did when it was here on earth manifested in the Lord Jesus Christ. Live that type of life, preach that kind of gospel, do the same thing. Because the, the vine will always produce what the life of the vine is. Jesus said, by their fruit you shall know them. Right. By their fruit you shall know them. Now, you might take a tree that looks like it's got sycamore bark on it. And it's bearing apples. I don't care what kind of bark it looks like. It's an apple tree to me because it's producing apples shows that the life in the tree is apple tree life. And it'll bear apples. And no matter how you're dressed or what you do, as long as you're bearing the fruits of the Spirit it show, uh, the Spirit of Christ, it shows that Christ is in you. Now, all things originated in Genesis. Do you like to study Genesis, brethren, you ministers? Oh, I think it's the greatest Book of the Bible, one of them. Everything that you find today originated in Genesis. Genesis means the beginning. Every cult that you find on earth today started in Genesis. Every real true church on earth today started in Genesis. Everything that we see, even all the signs, started in Genesis. Did you notice Jesus referring to it? That as the days of Noah were, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man? Look what they did. They were great builders. Look how your city is building here. They began to work in metal. Science is great. They built the steeps, the pyramids and everything. Something that we can't do today. Just exactly, just a repeat of the time. And they had cults, they had everything, just like they did Lahath uh, today. It's a grave pointing towards the end time. Now, and notice, now for our beginning tonight, we're going to go back and liken a a true vine and a false vine. Maybe I could take these two microphones. I don't know. The man that sat around here a few minutes ago didn't know what he was doing again, but that's just what I want him to do. Because I'm going to take this to be the right vine and this the wrong vine. And just compare it now, just for the sake of illustration. Now, in the Garden of Eden we find out that there first was one man, Adam. God made him a helpmate, which was Eve. Then come Cain, and then come Abel. Let's begin right there. Now, spirit does not die. Man dies, but spirit does not die. God takes his man, but never his spirit. God took Elijah, and a double portion of his spirit come upon Elijah. about 800 years later come out on John the Baptist. And predicted to come again in the last days. God took Christ out of the earth, but the Holy Spirit come back. The devil takes his man, but the Spirit remains. Just the same. Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. Said, Which one of the, uh, the prophets that showed forth the coming of the just one did your father not stone and so forth? Speaking of the Pharisees. And it, remember and right, keep this in mind, the Antichrist spirit is not communism. The Antichrist spirit is religious. Jesus said it'd be so closely to see the very elective possible. It's not a, a, a something like a communistic, uh, anti-God affair. It's a religious spirit. John saw it in Revelations, and he wondered with great admiration, "How set like the church of the living God and so forth, and yet in it was found the blood of every martyr that had ever been killed for the Lord Jesus. Now, in the Garden of Eden, uh, we'll just let Adam and Eve pass by and begin with the two boys, Cain and Abel. We started talking of them a few days ago. Each one of those boys were spirits. And to my opinion, right there were Judas and Jesus in a prefigure. Just as Cain killed Abel at the altar, so Judas killed Jesus at the altar by betraying him and denying him. Some people only see three crosses on Golgotha, there were four. The cross represents a tree. And there was Christ, a thief on each side, and Judas hung himself on the sycamore tree. He's on just as much cross as Christ was, because cursed is either hanging up on a tree. And notice, here was the Son of God, came down from glory, going back to glory, taking with him the repentant sinner. He was the Son of Perdition, come from hell, returning back to hell, taking with him the unbeliever. If thou be the Son of God, see, just perfect. But those two, Cain and Abel, both of those boys was religious boys. They were really true religious. Ah, and Cain, knowing as he come out of there and realizing he was mortal, he could not go out to face death, knowing that he had to go out of the world without being sincere. Sincerity isn't what God requires. Sincerity's all right, but that's not enough. Perhaps tonight if we go down into the Ganges River, watch those mothers with them little black babies stick them into the alligators and then scrunch them to death on the, on, on, in their mouths, sacrificing to the gods. That's sincerity. Why did you follow me to India and see those people pull off their shoes and walk through fire and their feet burn into blisters? going with me to China and find their little feet broke up like that, walk on their toes. How they make sacrifices and everything, very deeply sincere, but still, that's not salvation. Sincerity has nothing to do with it. Many times the heathens who cut themselves and lance themselves in way deeper than anything you've ever seen acted in Christianity, while Christians will hardly walk across the street to a revival. Right. But them people will do anything, even sacrifice their children and their lives. But that's it. Sincerity doesn't spell it. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof is the way of death. And it behooves us to check up now to find out where we're standing. We're in the end time. No time for playing. It's time now to get right. And be sure that you're right. If you went out into the bu- down here somewhere to the grocery or down to the restaurant and you bought a bowl of soup and had a fly in it You set it back, you sure wouldn't take it. You're watching what you cut this body, but you'll cut anything in that soul no matter what it is, any kind of dogma or doctrine. But you better check up with the pure, unadulterated Word of God and find out where you're really in the right category or not. Remember no matter how good you treat this body, a 150-pound man's only worth 84 cents. That's right, but you got a soul worth ten thousand worlds. You'll take care of that eighty-four cents and let that ten thousand worlds go anyway. Check up. Now go back into Genesis with me. Watch those boys come there to worship. Both of them worship it. Now Cain worships God with all of his heart. He made a sacrifice, built an altar, worship the Lord just as sincere as he you know how to worship. Sincerity, altars belonging to church, all of that doesn't spell it. None of this. Then Abel came, not with beauty. I want you to notice, always get this out, especially you people around here sometimes. That's what I'm going to preach to you, Pentecostal, brother, the one who's sponsoring my meeting. Listen, we're somehow, there's something wrong. Right. I'm afraid we're getting to act too much like the other churches and things. They're letting down. Brother, it behooves we need what we need tonight it's a good old passion revival, breaking up the starch and bringing people out in the open. Now, the first thing you know, you find out that's the same thing that got Israel in trouble. They wanted a king like the other Gentile na- or the other nations and the Gentiles. They got in trouble with it. Don't try to pattern after nothing but the Lord Jesus Christ. Let Him be your full inner desire. Get peace. show your things away. Let us hide every weight right back into the gospel did you realize that people today are taking in members they did it when the methodist revival come it's a great breaking up they had a real revival but just let a few of them begin to break away and then new people come in they begin to get cold and formal the methodists had divine healing they had the power of god why john wesley's own ritual that i got in my house in texas of his book. he was here in america him in Asbury, and asburn he was riding a horse out for to pray for some woman. A horse fell and broke his leg, and he got off and ignored the horse with oil in the name of the Lord and got and rode away. You preach divine healing, now you throw you out of the Methodist Church. Yep. And John Smith was out of the Baptist Church, your own church. Why he prayed so much at night time until his wife left leading to the table. His eyes would be forward shut from crying. You can't even get a tear out of the Baptist's eye no more. What's the matter?
1: Yep.
0: Something went wrong. Amen. Because I ain't nothing against the Methodists and the Baptist churches, them are my brethren. But the thing of it is, brother, a few round of apostles, like it was in the beginning, get to lay down the bars, lay down the bars, and this will come in a lot of theology, a lot of education, and run God out the door. It'll never substitute for the power of God. Pride, big something, make a big church, build, have a big name. That's what's matter out of our churches today. We're trying to get more members. Every church trying to push for the organization, pull for this. They're all right. I know this is a little sparky, but it's good. See, brother, that guy, it's good. The families won't say big enough. The, the, the one that's won't their big to be the biggest Everyone, How can you do anything for God when you got trying to find honor seek honor one from another, brother? The thing of it is, we're all six foot of dirt, and God might take us at any time. Seek God with all your heart. That the the churches are all right. Every one. I have nothing against none of them. They're all fine. But what we need is Christ in that church. You're leaving out the main thing. Right. I look at Cain. He comes with sincerity. But look in the background. His daddy, the devil, who is in, he was influenced by. His daddy, the reason in heaven. When he was up there, he set up a kingdom more beautiful, more elaborate, pretty than what Michael's was. he tried to get a greater kingdom. That's why he was kicked out. Pride, beauty, stuck up. And when he come here, there was the nature of him right in his boy, and it hasn't died yet. Amen. That's right. Oh, big church. Say, I bump the biggest church in town. That don't mean a thing. Not a thing. What it is, how is your heart with God tonight? That's the next thing. That's the question. Jesus never come for us to build big churches. Listen here. Let me tell you something. And this is on the side. Jesus never asked us to ordain or make any church. He never left word for us to build a church. He never left word for us to have an organization. He never left word for us to have a seminary. He never left word for a hospital. He never left word for a school or an education. But he did say to the church, "Preach the gospel into all the world, and it all returns." Nothing against the organization, church, hospital—they're all right. But we put our emphasis on that instead of taking the gospel to the world. One two thirds of the world, and I've never heard of the Lord Jesus Christ. How can he come? He'll come when the gospel has been preached. Not passing tracks now. They're all right. Passing tracks, but preach the gospel means demonstrate the power of the Holy Ghost to all nations and all come as a witness. Amen. That's right. Notice, came back there just as religious as he could be. Walked up and made a beautiful altar, Offered up his sacrifice. Knelt down with all his pomp, just like his daddy. He wasn't atheist. He wasn't an unbeliever. No, sir, he was a believer. Exactly right. So there's such a thing as being a believer and yet being condemned. The devil bleeds and trembles. The devils, when they see Jesus, they publicly confess him to be the Son of God and ask for mercy. Right. There, Cain knelt down, worshiped, picked all the big lilies, I imagine, up on his altar, brought the fruits of the field and laid him up there and knelt down, cutting out Jehovah. Look how pretty this altar is. Look at that old common altar that bunch of holy rollers has got over there. Just look at that one little common place they're worshiping in. That's the guy Abel, that little stinky lamb hanging up there. Look at here what I've done for you. I built this great church, I put everything down here. See what I am? I'm, I've done something big. It'll, it'll show psychology, it'll, it'll bring people in. Oh, um,
1: uh, my.
0: That's the worst of the devil. Right. He said, Now receive me, Jehovah. You know how I believe in it, and God flatly refused me.
1: Right.
0: Here comes little old Abel pulling that lamb with a spiritual revelation that he knew that it wasn't fruits that brought him out of the Garden of Eden. He knew it was blood, and life don't lay in plants that lays in blood. Here he comes with a little string wrapped around her, a grapevine around that little lamb, told him up there, and said, This is it, Lord. God said, That's justification. Amen. Amen. Then look, his brother was jealous of him. Yeah. That jealous streak never leaves that high society class. Amen. No, sir, still
1: there.
0: Amen. Amen. Still there, it won't leave. Amen. It'll make its roots and beds in hell. Notice, there he was, moved up there and killed his brother. Notice those two spirits fleeing from there. Watch how not the world. Here they come out of Genesis. Watch anything you want to, watch the world order, watch everything as it comes through Genesis. It comes up through a process and now it's gone up here and blooming out in the sea to produce the same thing it was in Genesis. Here's the false vine, here's the true vine, and they're both growing side by side. Did you realize that Judas Iscariot was a treasure of the church? Out of the same tribe of the Lord Jesus? He was a big man? Brothers with the rest of them set the same pews, sang the same song, worshiped the same God, preached the same gospel, and with Judas, do you realize that same spirit moves right up through the church? What word Judas showed his colors was at Pentecost, just before Pentecost, before they really got born again. People don't believe tonight. Many of the people don't believe there is such a thing as an experience of being born again. They say it's all in your mind. It's in your heart, brother. Amen. Right. Notice, here comes them binds up. Let's just follow them. two spirits now. The first thing you know, we'll see them. The first of the ark. There was a dove, and there was a crow. Both of them was birds. One could fly just the same place the other one And both sat on the same, same roof, perhaps, on the same floor, the second floor of the ark. Both of them birds. One could fly where the other one one of them the Spirit of Christ and the other in the Antichrist. The only way you can tell them is test or die. They turned the crow out, and that crow was satisfied with eating old dead bodies flying from one to one a clawing around. Come, he's satisfied to be out there in the things of the world. But when the dog flew out, she couldn't find no rest for the soles of her feet, and she come back again. Brother, I'm telling you, if you were ever once born of the Spirit of God, the world you, and the things of the world is gone. That's right. You can't stomach it anymore. Why couldn't the dove eat it? Because the dove is one bird, don't have a gall. It couldn't digest it. And any man that's born of the Spirit of God or any woman doesn't do the things of the world. They come out from the world, and they will separate in a different life because they can't digest it. Their digesting orders have been changed, been converted. Their appetizers the things of God looking above, meetings and so forth. They ain't got no time for skating ranks and dancers and ballrooms and so forth. They passed and death unto life to become new creatures. They don't have desire those things no more. But I want to show you something. You can put a dead carcass out the field and a dove won't go near it. A dove will sit over here and eat wheat. But that crow can sit over there and eat the dead carcass and come over and eat the wheat too. That's yes, exactly. So you have to watch that fellow. See, he's a hypocrite to begin with. That's right. Watch that line coming up. Both of them. We could snap it all the way through. Come on out into Esau and Jacob. The same way. Let's take it to Israel. A beautiful type. Now here was Israel. The coming out of Egypt. On its road to the promised land. Perfect type of the church today on its road to the Promised Land from Egypt, going up into the Promised Land which God had promised that he would give them this land. And on the road up, going to the blessed place, on the road up they come in contact with the Moabites. Moab was a brother to Israel. The land of Moab, that tribe, come from, from um, back in the early days of Lot's wives or Lot's children. Lot had children by his own daughter, and they become the Movanites. Now, you got all your umbrellas tightened. I want to show you something just a minute, the Lord willing. Notice, you know, today people say, well, our church is fundamental. We believe in the great evangelical fundamentals. That's right, and you can still be wrong. You can be ever so fundamental and orthodox and be on your road to hell. If you don't believe it, listen to the word just a minute. Here they come on the road up and they met their brother, so they sent word, can we cross to your land? He said, Absolutely not. We'll not let that bunch of fanatics come through here. There they was. Well, look,
1: Moab was all
0: organized, a great nation, with all these princes and all these different ones, and Felix and all their great kings and so forth. But Israel was an inner denominational It was just a little group of scattered tents,
1: car traveling
0: under the Spirit of God. But more, it was all organized, the biggest, one of the biggest nations of the land. And he said, we'll not let that bunch of holy rollers pass through here. Not at all. Look at the things they're doing. You say, holy rollers, Brother Branham? Yes, sir, I believe they were. Absolutely. When they come out of Egypt and cross the Red Sea, And they had miracles and things before them. And when God rained down the winds out of the heavens and part of the Red Sea, and they went through all dry land, and the Egyptians trying to do so, uncircumcised, trying to mock the Spirit of God, they were all drowned. Miriam got in the spirit, picked up a tambourine, and went down the banks, beating the tambourines, all the daughters of Israel followed her, beating tambourines and dancing. And Moses put up his hand and sang in the Spirit. If that ain't a holy robe of eating, I've ever seen one in my life. Right. They sure are Going down along the banks, rejoicing signs and wonders among them. When they got thirsty, God just give them water out of the rock. When they got hungry, God rained manna down out of the heaven. And when they got this manna, they began to eat it so that it tasted like honey. You know, that manna was a type of the Holy Spirit, right? Just after every believer has come to the Red Sea, which represents the blood, as I said last night, he comes into the fellowship by the Holy Spirit. Notice, as soon as they passed through the Red Sea, they were on their journey. God rained manna till the journey was over, a type of the Holy Spirit. When they come out from Judaism and got the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost rained down upon those apostles and rained every sense and will till this age is over. Amen. Right. I want you to notice, as soon as the rain of the man began to fall, he told Aaron, go out and get several big omerfuls and put it back in the Holy of Holies. That every generation that... It uh, precedes this generation. Every generation comes on after this one. Every time a man becomes a priest, he can come in behind the holies of holies and take a mouthful of the original manna that fell at the beginning. What a beautiful picture that was on the day of Pentecost, when our spiritual manna, that was natural manna, the spiritual manna that of the church over and it all these spiritual vitamins to leave to live by, well, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came down. They come out on the outside staggering and acting like a bunch of drunk men winning. Yes. And Peter said, this is that that was spoken of by the prophet Joel. This is that. Brother, if this ain't that, I'll keep this till that comes. I sure enjoy this anyhow and waiting for that. And when they come on the outside, the power of God was moving up on them. And Peter, all of them said, man, what can we do to have this same thing? Peter said, "Repent, every one of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to them as all, even as many as the Lord our
1: God recall. Not something
0: looks like it. We don't receive something that imitates it, but are not a mouthful, but a heartful of the original baptism of the Holy Ghost—the element of Pentecost for the same signs, same wonders, same actions. When men and women are ready to surrender their lives, that taste like honey in the rock. You know, David talked a whole lot about honey in the rock. He was a shepherd. He used to carry a strip bag on their sides, the shepherds did. And every time their sick sheep would go running around with the the shepherd and reach down and get him some honey out of the strip bag, he'd lay it on the rock. And the sheep would come up and go lick it on the rock. While they're licking the honey, while they got a hold of some of the limestone, and the limestone healed the sick sheep. Oh, lot of picture. Listen, brother, I got a whole lot of ripped bag tongue full of honey, right? And I'm going to put it on the right stone, Christ Jesus, not on any church, on Christ's work, And you sick sheep get the licking right quick. The first thing you know, you'll get some of the limestone and the healing element, and you'll find out that there's power in the Holy Spirit to raise many women from a life of sin or from a life of sickness. Under her. Look over there, it. You it's on cocks, and you chairs, and you to the you the step and jump, and find out if there isn't healing powers in the Holy Ghost that will change a man's life and make him a new thinker. Sure, they're all going to make you pass from death to life. I can see Israel as they journeyed on. There they was, it's true. Did you ever hear him say all about the church? They said, Oh, look down there at Israel. Balak said, Well, you stand and get me Balaam. And so when Balaam comes up here, they had an old fundamental preacher over there, half back So they said, Get in and come over here, and he'll curse these people for me. So he went over and got this old prophet, and they come over there, and he thought, Now let me look this thing over. Now, I know that they've done everything. I know that they live with each other's lives, they, they've done everything on the calendar that's wrong. Now, holy God will curse that people. So he went up there with that intention to curse that people. For this great nation, because he got a better church out of it, and he got a better salary out of it, while he was lining his pockets. Sure, he said, I'll oh, I wouldn't do that. And on his road down, God had an old dumb mule to speak in tongues to him, and tell him to get back up there where he belonged. And he didn't have gumption enough to know it. That's right. Hey, man. That's there. On, you say he didn't speak in tongues, he spoke in human voice, and you don't speak in human voice. He sure did. He certainly did. I thought that coming. in, somebody said that mule didn't speak in tongues. He sure did. He certainly is. You, you don't talk to him in his own language. You wouldn't understand it, see. But he, he got this Notice, and there he was. And when he went down there, he walked away and looked at Israel. And look how hypocritical. The king tucked him around and said, now look, you get way over here and show him just the back part, the worst part of Israel. Now watch, it's this vine. Now here's this vine, trying to curse this vine. Now notice, he said he's showing the uttermost part. That's the way the devil does it to the people of God. They won't say anything. Say, I'll give you $1,000 if anybody show me anybody was healed. Bring up here. I challenged one of them one time. say said, let me cut a little girl on the arm. You stand there and heal it, and I'll believe You're a healer. I said, you need healing worse than anybody, and I know of and it's healing in the head. I said, there's something wrong with you. Right. And uh, see, they showed the uttermost heart. I said, well, I know somebody's prayed for it. didn't get well. Certainly. I know a lot was preached to it, didn't get saved either. That's exactly true. See, but they show the uttermost parts, the back parts, the worst parts. That's the way the devil does it. And watch how it happens. Tuck him out there and show him the back parts of it. And then notice, when he said he got all together. Now here's the picture. Watch this, brethren. Watch this. This vine here, and this vine here. This one is of Abel coming up. This is of Cain coming up. Cain was religious. This one's religious. Cain was fundamental. They were fundamental. Abel had the right way, by revelation, by signs and wonders. God always has and always will vindicate His church and people by miraculous signs and wonders. Call to me any time that a revival ever broke out any time in the history that there wasn't signs and wonders followed it. What's the matter today, my brethren, is this? We are letting down. We are letting down to mental theology. We're letting down to intellectual faith when we ought to pray until God moves in the audience and goes to doing something for us. When I landed in India, the Indian man all met me out there and said, I look, Brother Branham, as far as theology, you ain't got nothing in America that understands that book. And that's true. Boy, that's an Eastern book. It is not a, a Western book. It's a different train I said, we know the Bible. We had it before you was even the nation hundreds of years. That's exactly the truth. St. Thomas went down there. I was right at the church where he preached. That's right. Say, so we know more about the Bible than all your teachers together know. But what we ought to know, what we're wondering, can we find a man with faith enough to make it manifested? That's what we want to know. We want to see the Bible reacted and lived again. If you look good, you've got the right hand of fellowship. I said, Jesus Christ raised from the dead. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. true. Now, there was more setting up here. Now, look. The first thing... More done. notice, he went and got all these dignitaries, all the, well, the the councilmen and uh, all of them out there, and all the bishops and the right reverence and the honorary reverence and the Ph.D. and B.B.D. or whatever you want to call it, and brought them all out there, thought we will show God our dignitaries. See the same old spirit of the devil? See? Well, now, they were fundamental. He said, now, let's see. They built seven altars. Up here on the hill, seven altars. That's exactly what God requires. They killed seven bullocks, Clean sacrifice, what God requires. Notice, and killed seven rams. Speaking of the coming of the Son of God. Fundamentals. Down here in the valley, they had seven altars. Seven bullocks, and seven rams. This group was just as fundamental as this group. If God only requires fundamental doctrine, then why did He accept this one and refuse that one? And all their dignitaries stayed around and raised their hands and glorified God while the prophet went forth to prophesy. And if God only requires fundamental teaching, He's honor bound to this group because there's seven bullocks, seven altars, seven rams, speaking of the coming of the Lord, just as fundamental in every way as this church was. See? But what was the difference? What was the difference? They only had the letter, only had the word, and these people had signs and wonders for them. They had a smitten rock where they could drink from. They had a brass serpent for healing. They had signs and wonders going before them, performing signs. They had a pillar of fire hanging over them. I know they had done all the things wrong. But they, for, Balak forgot to look and see that there was a smitten rock before them. There was an atonement made. And God was vindicating them with signs and wonders. He was saying, that's my people. Now, if teaching the Bible, if fundamental actions is all God requires, he's duty bound. Anybody will do it. But you're called by election, my brethren. God lowers the church and vindicates the church with times and wonders. Watch it go on to, here comes Jesus. Here come the Pharisees, just as fundamental as they could be. Same vine coming out of Genesis, through Cain, through the children of Israel, all up down into Genesis. Out of Genesis, I mean all up into the New Testament. Here's the Pharisees, just as fundamental as they could be upon the doctrine. They believed in Jehovah, offered their sacrifices. Here comes Jesus, absolutely a believer and fundamental too. But God vindicated him with signs and wonders. Right? God proved that this is his church, for Jesus went forth preaching and healing us, sick and seeing visions and prophesying, and these set cold and stiff fundamentally in their church. There's your two vines. Watch what they're going on. Look at St. Paul. When he got a vision up the last day, he said, Know this until the last days. Fearless times will come. Men will be heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, and despisers of those that are good. Call you holy or anything they can. Having a form of godliness, Paul looking by the Spirit into this age. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. There you are. Fundamental in doctrine, but powerless in power. They deny the existence of divine healing, they deny the power of the gift having a form of godliness, in but denying the power thereof, come cut, turn away. Amen. You're in the day. Here sometime ago up in Canada, I was up there riding to come from Africa, with Brother Tom's man. I come over and I was so tired, Brother Baxter and I went way into northern Canada, we was going to go hunting. And I'd been riding after an old grizzly bear that day, and I caught up with the old fella. I just looked at him and let him go. And you know how I like to hunt. <laughs> But I watched the old fellow and I just kept riding around on this other hill, and it's way back, where it's about 250 miles back with 21 horses, and way out, it was 700 miles from a hard top road, so it was way back in the wilderness, just to get away to herself. And I watched that old grizzly following him around, walking around all afternoon. When I come up, a little rain started raining, and I kind of got turned around. I was raised in the woods, so I thought, oh, well, I'll know how to get out of here. I kept, kept going on, because there was no paths or nothing to follow, so I just had to follow general direction got dark on me. Well, I thought, well, thank goodness the good Lord, it ain't too rainy so I can lay down somewhere and sleep the rest of the night. And so I'm, um, we're on a little piece next while the moon begin to come out and shine up on Pretty? Just ride right on, maybe get to the top on one of these mountains here and I'll find out where I'm at. So uh, I was riding on up and I come into a scene, that's always bothered me. And uh, I, it was a funny experience. As I roll along, I come over an old burnover, over where a lot of old trees that been burnt down years ago. Some forest, far out, of the sun gets hot and burns off strips like that, sets the fire. And all the pine, big, tall, swaying trees was all burnt down. Just a great big bunch of bleached, white-looking trees standing. And that moon shining down on them, mm, well, looked like a graveyard with all the big white tombstones. Well, something of the Holy Spirit me said, Stop a minute. I stopped more horse, was getting tired anyhow. and hooked him around the old limb laying there, and I got up on the log and looked around. I said, well, John, I don't know why I'm up here, but you got me here for something. I kept watching. I hear the wind coming on blow against some old trees, then moan, mm. thought, oh my, what a place, way back in here, this old bleached out place, burnt over dead, I said, what a place, looks like a graveyard, and I kept listening, mm. I thought, well, Lord, what do you want me here for? And just then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and gave me this scripture. What the palmer worm has left has a caterpillar eaten. What the caterpillar left has a canker worm eaten. I thought, yes, it come to me. That one time was a great fine green tree, but the fires has burned all the life out of it, see? I thought, that's true. What the Baptists left, the Methodists is eating. What the ba- Methodists left, the Presbyterians eating. What the Presbyterians left, the Pentecost is eating. I
1: thought, oh my, it's all stripped down.
0: I thought, know oh, what's the matter, them old trees? They're too starchy. Why don't they bend with that wind? And when the boy goes, mmm, just mourning. I thought, well, my, what a spooky looking sight. I thought, yes, that reminds me of these great big old high steeple churches around different places. Just as dead as they can be. Oh, they can say there was once the church. Oh, I can refer back to our founders where we had back then, but what's he got now? That's what I want to know. What's the matter? What's the one left, the other eaten? to come on down? Well, I looked over here in the scripture and he said, but I will restore saith the Lord. I thought, Lord, where is that? And the wind started blowing. I thought, what the use of saying the wind if they're going to act like that? I looked down, and underneath there come a little bunch of undergrowth, calling the world a backwash, something like that. But they were green and flexible. Every time the wind would hit them, they'd just sway back and forth and frolic as hard as they could. I said, Praise Jesus God, I will restore, saith the Lord, the raising groan. I said, there come from heaven a sound like a rushing mighty wind called the Holy Ghost, and all those big old formal church can do his heart. Mm, days of miracles have passed. Mm, there's no such thing as divine healing. Mm, it's of the devil. Mm, don't believe it. Don't go to it. But all the time, God's got a growth coming on up there.
1: I will restore it, Glory will return to it again. All
0: oh, that it was in the first place will come back again. I thought, what does God send the wind forever how to shake them trees? Every time you shake a tree, it loosens up the root and causes it to grow deeper, deeper. Every time the Holy Ghost falls on the church in an old fashioned revival, it shakes up the root like this so it can get rooted and grounded. That is when the thorns and cows, they come upon the earth.
1: Hallelujah. I will restore, saith the
0: Lord, all the former days. All beaten down. One tucked the baptism out. The other tucked the joy out. The another tucked the Holy Ghost out. And the another tucked the healing out. The another tucked the gifts out. And the first thing you know, you ain't got another big old dead fleet bush standing there. But down under here, somewhere, God reserved life. It's coming on just a same the church and as long as die. If Aristotle will have a church representing him, I will restore, sayeth the Lord, all the glory of her former days. I will restore what the canker worm left. I will restore healing. I will restore the Holy Spirit. I will restore the joy. I will restore everything that the Perk church had. I'll restore it again in the last days. And we're living here in the day when it is. Better step off of this thing and get over here as quick as you can. Amen. I will restore the the Lord. Amen. Brother, really, I feel good at the preach right now
1: almost.
0: i tell you, I really feel good. Ah, think of it. What a day that we're living in. When God is saying we are seeing the things brought up, that's not mythical. Read the Bible. Follow them scriptures and see if it's right. There it comes out of Genesis. Here it comes out of Genesis. This one here fundamental. This one here fundamental. But God vindicated this one all the way along with signs and wonders. He's still vindicating His church with signs and wonders. These signs shall follow them that lead to the end of the world. In my name, they shall cast out evil spirits, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. There will be a people that will recognize it and know it as long as there's a God in heaven and a Holy Ghost upon people. Amen. Oh, it's a real pain, brother, when you stepped off of just the letter of but the Spirit giveth life.
1: Right.
0: The letter's all right. But what good will a seed do if it's just a seed? Spirit let it rot out. It'll bring forth life and a whole ear of corn. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, tonight, knowing that our hour is close, knowing that we're living in the end time, knowing that these old trees are growing on, here's that fine green tonight, filled with the Holy Ghost, bringing forth proof of evidence of the Holy Spirit being among us. How thankful we are, God, we can raise our hands and praise Thee and praise Thee over and over. For oh, all thy goodness and mercy, how wonderful and how marvelous are thy ways. We thank and praise thee with all the heart. Now, Father, we pray that you'll save the law and fill with the Holy Ghost those who are outside, those who only know you by the conception of the Word. Let them know that Cain believes the Word, Jesus believed the Word, the devil believes the Word. But a man's got to be born to get in the Spirit of God, and when God comes in him. He becomes a new creature and believes everything that God wrote in the Bible to be the truth. Oh, Father, we pray that you'll grant these blessings tonight upon your people, and may many be filled with the Holy Ghost, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And with your head bowed just a moment, if you will. I wonder why we're praying. While people are here seeking and praying to God, I just wonder if there would be a person anywhere that would raise up your hand and say, Brother Brown, just before you have the trail, huh, will you remember me in prayer that I'll receive the Holy Ghost? I want to get off this old dry tree I've been on so long. I really want to be born again. I want when the wind goes to blow, and I want to be flexible to the Spirit of God. And wherever it moves me, I can go through the streets with joy, happiness in my soul. I really want to be born again. Will you raise your hand and say, Brother Brown, pray for me. God bless you. You just look around. All up in the balconies around the rim. Do you believe tonight? Do you want the Holy Spirit in your life? No matter who you are, you're a Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, yellow, black, whatever you might be, raise your hands to God and say, God, by this I want you to give me the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now friends, you two, are Baptist and Methodists. Dr. Rehead was just at my house. You know who he is? The president of the greatest, one of the greatest fundamental missions there is in the world. He said, Brother Branham, I know you being a Baptist, you've dealt lots with the Pentecostals. said, is there anything to it? I said, sure. They've got a bunch of wildfire. That's true. They've got a bunch of impersonation like we have in the Baptist church. But I said, brother, behind us all, there's a real genuine baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said, can I receive it? I said, yes, sir. He said, when? I said, right now. He said, I've got enough degrees to cover this wall here, honorary degrees, but brother Brandon where's Jesus and all of it. I said, he's in the new birth. He said, I want it. And down he went and received the Holy Ghost right down on a coffee table in my house. Yes, sir. Oh, it's for all of you. If you're Catholic, it's for you. If you're Baptist, it's for you. If you're Methodist, it's for you. If you're a Pentecostal impersonator, it's for you. That's right. If you want it, raise your hand to God and say, "God, don't let this meeting, don't let this meeting end. I receive the Holy Ghost." Now, with your hands up, your heads down, we pray. Lord Jesus. Let this be a night of perfect decision for everyone. May they see the fruit. May they see that the time is at hand. May they step off of the tree of formality and get over onto the tree of life, where they receive life, where they can believe all things. Walk out on the Word of God and say, Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. Believe it, live it, stand on it. Grant it, Lord. And may every soul with their hands up now, may they receive it, Father, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. We ask in Jesus Christ's name, Amen. Amen. Oh, my. just I hate to cut off now. I'm just getting, I don't know, kind of I I don't know. I feel good. You may think I act a little funny. I, I, I am just a little funny. You say, maybe you might not think I ain't got my right mind. If I haven't, just let me alone. I'm better satisfied with this than I was with the one I had before this. So I'm better off this way. So just, just leave me alone. I'm happy this way. i got a feeling if someday Jesus comes, I'll go with him. The other way I'm scared to me this way I feel fine, so I just going to stay this way. Amen. 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 I've seen a little sign here not long ago, heard down in California. There's a man walking down the street. He had a sign on the front of him. He said, I am a fool for Christ. Walking, yeah. And when he turned his back the he said, "Who's fool are you? With a question mark on it. So you might be the devil's fool. I'd rather be a fool for Christ, wouldn't you? Amen and serve Him, and love Him, and cherish Him, and honor Him with everything i got, with my voice, with everything that I have, honor the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Maybe tomorrow night, Brother Moore will be here. We can put more time into the prayer line, praying for the sick. He'll be preaching for us, and, and we are hoping He gets here right away. I know I got to go to overseas just in a few days. Just immediately after leaving this, we go right straight over to Zurich, Switzerland, where they are expecting as a great arena of people, where Billy Graham has been down in there and kind of got them all God-conscious and somebody's him that God still heal the sick. So they're wanting to see it. And so we're just wanting to get over there and see what our Lord will do. The Lord be blessed. Now, it's customarily that I think last night I was going out and I said, how many did we have in a prayer line? And the boys are taking me out and they said, well, you didn't even have a prayer line. I said, you just begin to people out in the audience. Now, just for a little, another little speck of truth for a minute. What if Jesus has risen from the dead? If that be true, which we know it is the truth, then he is not dead, he is alive, isn't he? Then if he has risen from the dead, he will do the same things now that he did then. For he was an Abel. He was with the Israelites. He was the angel that guided them through the wilderness. You believe that? That terror of fire was the angel of the covenant, and anybody who knows the angel of the covenant was the Christ, the Messiah. And here he was in the wilderness with the children of Israel. Here he was manifested in earth, in a body of flesh. And here he is today in the form of the Holy Ghost, the very same Jesus in the very same church doing the very same thing, and the very same critics criticizing the very same work. Amen. That's just it. There's just nothing more to it. And I'm so glad to be over on his side, aren't you? All you Christians down here. Tonight I ask you how many are born again. I think every hand solidly went up that you were born again. What didn't put up her hands to be prayed for? I trust that that's right. And God be blessed is my prayer. Now, Billy usually gives out some prayer cards if I no worry where he was at. What was the use? All right? He gave out prayer cards used just a while ago to the people. And uh, we can't call too many of them at one time, but <clears throat> we just, my ministry, the reason it is, it's so effective, I suppose, in America, because the American people are very anxious for you to lay your hands on them. Wow, that's the way they're preached to. You know? That's the way they've been documented. That's the Jewish tradition. See, just only a tradition. You get it out of the Bible of laying on a hands, which is perfectly, all right, let me show you something. Jeriah said, come lay your hand on my child and she'll live. I know she's dying, but if you'll come lay your hands on her, he was a Jew, come lay your hands on her, and she'll live. But the Roman, he had not had those traditions. He said, no. no, I'm not worthy that you come under my roof. I know that I'm a man has got authority. I say to this man, Go, and he goes. And I say to this man, Come, and he comes. He said, Therefore, I words like this, I know I've heard of you, that you command the sick, and it obeys you. Just speak the word. My will live. That's all he has to do. That was a Roman. He said, Speak the Word, but not the Jew you've got to lay hands on. That's the reason somebody said to me not long ago, said, Brother Brand, there's one fault in your knees. said, Brother Roberts will pray for 500 people while you're praying for five. I said, Yes, but Brother Roberts is doing what God told him to do. I'm doing what God told me to do. You see, I can't be Brother Roberts, Brother Roberts can't be me. So we both serve the Lord. That's it. So I tell you, the whole thing is this is the way you believe. It lays in the individual. It, it's up to you. It's your belief in God's finished work at Calvary. Now, Brother Roberts is a forceful speaker. I don't think the man claims any gifts no more than just of healing as preaching. That don't mean heal anybody. That means he just preaches healing. And uh, not only that, but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other men around the world preaching the same thing. Now, they're preachers. They're taught to preach. They know how to preach. Me, mine's seeing vision. See, that's just the just the ministry and another sound. God said there'd be some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some evangelists, some gifts of tongues, speaking in tongues, working on miracles. And all different kinds of gifts. They're all set in the church to manifest the Lord Jesus. That's right. And that's what it's for. Now in these prayer cards tonight, let's maybe we we'll see how many we can get through. And I don't know. I'm not acquainted with anyone here. No more than just these Two or three of these fellows sitting right here in front here, which is the boys taking recordings and so forth of the meetings. And if anybody wants to know what the Holy Spirit said, they can catch right to these boys here and find out just exactly what was said up there, what He said to them. Or if they want the messages or anything, why they can pick it up also from them. Now, um, we just have to call a few at a time because I'm slow with them. I've got I and I'm praying, I want you to know this, that God, it will give me a difference one day when a certain person comes into the line that all my acquaintances been over radio and everything else knows will be a woman packing a baby, and it'll be the time. Then from that on, I'll just start laying hands on sick and praying for him and so forth as he calls. Now, that's been looked for for weeks and months. So it, it probably will, God will know it. But not yet. So now, while we're calling tonight, Let's get a few people up here now. Now, i say there's a hundred cards laying out in there. I, I don't know just who to call. Nobody knows. But it's a strange thing. When we first started giving out prayer cards, first I just tried to line them up. Oh, you had all kind of disorder and everything. You couldn't do it. Then we'd give each minister, send each one a hundred cards. The first minister got his group in that by settlers for the meeting three to five nights. Then they was mixed up with the ministers. Then I had some men go along with me to give them out, and I come to find out he was selling prayer cards. So he lasted one night. So then, uh, so then the, the next thing would come along. We found out that I, I went and got my brother. And then he would go down there and he'd say, if to get out about 20, 25 cards or whatever it was, he'd say, hey, I don't want it. You'll never call that one. No. Uh, uh, he just thought get about 15, 20, 25 at the most. My, I, I don't want that. They wouldn't have it. Well, I said, I'll tell you what i do. Just go down. Shuffle your cards up, turn them over, just give me each one like that. Well, they look at him, to if it wasn't up to around 20, but sort of, damn, they throw it down. They did morning. So I said, i would what we'll do. We'll just have some little kid to come up and count where to start from. And then let the little kid get up and 1 two 3 maybe one, two, three, four, five, and wherever he thought, we'd start from right there. Strangers are seen, People got their little kids to start right on the same number as this was. So I don't, but it's the same. So I prayed over it and asked the Lord. Then I, another thing I did, I went to the meeting. Got a bunch of man, he give out every card, enough cards to take care of the things. And then he got to complaining, if you wasn't at Brother Bram's meeting on the first day, no need to come in anymore, all the cards would give out and he never got the half of them, so there you was. So then the only way that we've ever found to do it is every day give out a new bunch of cards that lets every person have an opportunity to come to the platform. If you miss it one time, you've got a chance again. And then if the fellow comes in, if he's his first night, second night, or whether he's been there ten nights or for his emergency case, everybody has exactly the same people right. Like. But now in all of that, and then when they give them out, they don't know where they're going to start. Nobody knows, and only God alone. I just come down to the platform like this and just whatever that comes in my mind, i say, well, we'll start from here. And sometimes i take one here and one over here and one here. The only thing to do is get the Spirit moving among the people. That just sways over them all anyhow. See? So you'll watch well, there's two or three or four healed up here on the platform. There'll be 25 or 30 healed out there. You don't have to have a prayer card. The only thing you have to have is faith in the Lord Jesus. That's what does it anyhow, see? Now, we do that, and that makes it equal right to every person. Because we want to be that real brethren and And before God, be honest above everything. And if you won't be honest with your brother, you'll never be honest with God. That's one thing. You've got to be honest with one another. And so you do that, and and you'll be honest with God. Treat your brother just like you want to treat him. Now, tonight, let's just call a few people up. Let's see. Let's start about number 50. How would that be? Anybody got a prayer card? U-50? Maybe I haven't called it. You got a U-50... All right. Look and find out who's got U50. Look on your prayer card and find out who has prayer card U50. Is it in the audience? U50. Somebody, look, maybe a deaf and dumb person. Maybe somebody who can't get up. U50. Is it here? Or maybe I've got the wrong number. Maybe i got the wrong thing. u fifty one. Is U50 here? Up in the audience. Oh, yes. Well, come on down, man. That's fine. Come on. I'm sorry. Up in the audience. U50. Come right on down. U-51. Who's got U-51? Would you, Is this lady here? Now we're all, U-52. Who has U-52? Would you stand up? Or 52? Anywhere around in the audience? U-52. Look on your neighbor's card. You or everybody. it be somebody's deaf and they can't hear them. They'll miss their place in the line. U-52. Is it here? R2. All 2 All U-53. That's fine. You're coming out from up in there. I'm... Alright, 53. Who has 53? This lady here. 54. Who has you 54? Would you raise up your hand? 54, 55. Who has you 55? Alright, 56. 57. 58. Somebody else. 58. That's fine. 59. 59. Has anybody got 59? Up in the audience way up there, you got 59? Here, yeah, 59. Yeah, 59. Thank you. 60. Who has 60? All right, 60. 61. Would you see it, 62. 62. Who has 62? Was it mentioned 62? 63. 63 has been. Look at this lady here sitting on the top. You got a card, lady? You got a prayer card? You have it. 63. 60, how about the lady here with a king is blind? and she got a prayer card? Anyone looking see? 63. 63, 64. All right? Sixty-five. Sixty-five. All right. Just come out over here. If a man's too weak to stand up, and give him a little pallet or something to lay on there until he's called, or somebody's getting some way. It looks very sickly. So, all right, let's wait them just for a minute we we'll get this, get that man. At least he's well, maybe have time to get someone else, another group through. All right, sir. Now we'll pray for the sick, the good Lord willing to help us. May his blessing is great, marvelous, matchless blessings be added to this gathering together tonight unto his name. Father, boys, you're getting ready. Let us just bow our heads for a word of prayer, if you will. Kind, loving Father, stand on mercies now, I promise, Lord, realizing what a hard thing it is to move from one knowing to preach into this and realizing that the ministry so far has been through seeing a vision, I pray, thee, dear Heavenly Father, knowing that we're unworthy, we're not worthy to see Your manifestation here with us. We are not worthy, Father.
1: We are confessing
0: our unworthiness and bleeding on Thee as our great High Priest and Mediator. And will You send the Angel of God tonight? And anoint the servants here, each one of them. Anoint their hearts to believe, Father. And anoint the eyes of your servant, Lord, to see, to speak, or say to them whatever you have said, that the glory of God might be known to this assembly of people. Now, Lord, in my poor, illiterate way, and humbleness of heart, I've tried to present the gospel to them in the best that I know how. Will you honor it tonight, Father? Will you do it and let all these sick people know that just what I have told them that you've raised from the dead and you heal them in your death. May they receive it, Father. We praise In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> now, I'm going to ask you one thing, all you people. I know it's just a little bit late, and, and to the custodians of the ground here, uh, I'm grateful to you, my brethren. I don't know you, and to the city who let us have this, many fine people. Tonight I might have said something in my preaching. I'm not much of a preacher. I'm just uh, a spare I just kind of fill in where Brother and and not along. And I, uh, I don't mean to hurt people's feelings when I talk about fundamentals, you see. You've got to be fundamental plus, see. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I wouldn't do that because you're my brother. And I love you. God knows that. If I'm telling a lie or not. I'm approaching demons here. You realize that? And I'm not immune from them. Not by no means. Only the blood can protect me. And I pray that God will grant that blessing tonight for his glory. Now, how many here for your first time? Let your hand. First time is ever in a meeting. My, just look at them. First time is very really glad to have you. It's so hard. You don't get a good general set of a meeting when we have to mix it up like this. But just for a moment, I hope you'll... Stare me a little. For a moment, what would Jesus Christ do, you think, if he was standing here tonight, risen from the dead in a visible form of body? He'd do the same thing he did when he was here on earth. Is that right? The Scripture says he is the same. Is that right? Now, we know that's the truth. Well, we can't deny that because the Scripture says it. Now, Jesus, when he was here on earth, we find out what he's done. Now, these two newcomers, he did not claim to be a healer. He said he wasn't a healer. Is that right? I can do nothing in myself. It isn't me that doeth the worst. It's my Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the worst. Is that right? So Jesus did not do nothing. Did Jesus heal all the sick he came in contact with? A million miles from it. Did the apostles heal all? No, sir. They didn't heal anyone. God didn't heal everyone through them. Look at Jesus going through the pool of the Thessalonians. There are great multitudes, more than there is here tonight, laying there, lame, hog, blind, and withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And Jesus walked out down through that. A bunch of people moving through that, and never healed one of them, passed out by him. And when went over to a man lay on a pallet, for he knew that the man was there in that condition, and he healed him. Went away. The Jews began to question him. Would he be questioning Nathan tonight? To heal one man in on our pallet and leave two three thousand people in there, lame, blind, hawk, professing to be the Son of God full of mercy? Sure he'd be full of compassion and walk away and leave a mixed up multitude, blind, lame, hawk, widowed, twisted, laying there and move out right to him and not him? Sure he'd be questioned. But what did he say then? He turned to those Jews and said, St. John five nineteen, Verily, dearly, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself but what he sees the Father doing. That doeth the Son likewise. What the Father showed me, that's what I do. Now, he said, the same things that I do, you'll do also, even more, for I go to my Father. Is that right? Now, Jesus would do the same as he was sure tonight. He would be able, as far as he paid the price of that at Calvary. Every person is healed already. As much as God can do for you, only if you preach the gospel or some sign when wonder has already been done, it's up to you to accept it. Do you get it? It's up to you to accept it. Then if God will come down and preach it in the Word and you won't believe His Word, then if it be me or you, we say let Him alone. But not God. He's not willing. No. He comes on down and sends the Word. Then He signs signs and wonders and prophets and visions and everything else trying to get the people to Him. Is that
1: right? Now,
0: if He'll come tonight and perform the very same thing. Here in this church, in this group of people, that he did when he was here on earth, will you believe he raised from the dead? Will you do it? Will you accept it on the same ground? All right, is All right, bring the lady here. Now, if the engineer will watch these microphones, see my voice out there, because I don't know sometimes how loud it is or how, how it is as it goes on, you understand it, you just regulate accordingly. Now, here stands a lady standing here by me. I'm, just, I'm a man, she's a woman. I've never seen the lady in my life. Uh, it's probably she has never seen me in her life. That's if it's sitting out in the audience somewhere, she looked up. But I suppose we're strangers to one another, are we, ladies? We're strangers, yes. And born probably miles apart, many miles, many years apart, Here we are tonight, met for our first time. Now, what would Jesus do if this woman, I don't know what she's here for, God knows, but I don't. If Jesus was here, what would he do, what would he say to the woman? What do you think would be his attitude? Now, she may be here, she may have domestic trouble. She may have uh, financial trouble. She may be sick. She may be seeking God. She may be wanting to know where something has happened or something, or what about I don't know I can't tell you, but he does know. Now, the only thing that God could do, if it's for healing, well, he'd say, I did that when I died at Calvary for you. Is that like clergyman, you, you minister? He, that's where he got all the healing that ever was could be done. right there. The, the price is already paid. It's just something now to make people believe that. All you the to understand that, if you do raise up your hands, if you understand. It's just something to make people realize, thank you, that he, uh, that he is here. His presence is here only by preaching the word, maybe by some other gift or something or another. Now, if he was standing here, he would know this woman if the Father would show him. Now, what would he do? Now I'd imagine he'd do just like he did at Samaria when that woman came out at Samaria. He went up and sat down on a well. She'd come up to him and come up and start to get a bucket of water, and he said, Bring me a drink. wonder why. She said, Well, it's not customary for you Jews to ask we Samaritans such. He said, but if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. See? I'll give you water. If you don't come here to draw. She went ahead and carried on the conversation. Now, to my honest opinion, here's what he was doing, contacting her spirit. See? Finding out what her spirit was. So he talked to her until he found where the trouble was. Then when he found the trouble, he told her what it was. He said, go get your husband. She said, I don't have any husband. He said, you got five. Well, she said, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Now, I know, we're taught that when the Messiah comes, the Messiah will do these things, but you must be a prophet. He said, I'm he that speaks to you. Is that right? I am he that speaks. Now, what was that sign? To tell her what was wrong with her, where her trouble was? It was the sign of the Messiah. What is it amongst the better scholars, educated preachers today? Mental telepathy, fortune telling, Beelzebub, just same thing amongst that kind of class on this street that day. They looked down and said, well, I, we can't deny, that he knows the thought. Jesus, did he read the people's minds? Be careful. Yes. If you'll tell me the difference between perceiving a thought and reading a mind, I want you to lay it up here on the platform and tell me what's the difference. Perceiving a thought or reading a mind. Not like the devil does now. Some of these devil works that I hear as a palm reading and guessing a whole lot like that. That's the devil. Everything the devil's got, he copied off of God. But God in his prophets and his seers and so forth absolutely knows the things that God will reveal it. There's many things he don't reveal to his servants. Look at, look at old Jacob sitting there, stone, sitting up there and he brought his boy's coat back. And you know he was a prophet. Brought his coat back and said, a beast killed your boy. That was wrong. He didn't know the difference for 40 years. Look at Isaac sitting up there, total blinding, and here comes Jacob up and said, "I'm Esau and he blessed him for Esau and a prophet. Look at this Elijah sitting there. And here come the Shunammite woman and fell down by him like that. Said, God's troubled her heart and he kept it from me. They don't know all things. They just know that God will let them know. They're not infallible people. The Bible said, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. His ups and downs and differences. Now, if Jesus has raised from the dead, he's anointing tonight, and I contend for that, that he is risen from the dead, then he'll come and manifest himself just like he did here on earth. Then it's up to you from then on whether you'll believe it. If this woman knowing that she's a total stranger to me and is to her, and if something will come here and anoint me and tell me what she wants to ask me or whatever it is, then it's going to be up to you. You don't have to come through supernatural power. Then it's going to be up to you whatever you believe about it. That, what, what you, how you approach it, that'll be the determination of what you get out of it. That's right. Those who thought he was Beelzebub smacked him in the mouth and felt no virtue, but the woman who touched him and his garment ran out, she got healed. Amen. It's just your approach to it. And that's right the way you approach it. Now, may the Lord Jesus add his blessing. Say, Brother Daniel, you're stalling for something. Exactly I was. Sure, I was stalling till this anointing comes. But he's here now. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I take every spirit under my control for the glory of God. i be reverent. Set still. They call these foul, evil spirits in the meeting tonight. Okay? And set still now. Because remember, when they leave one, they can go right straight to another. So now, be reverent. Be quiet while I talk with the woman just a little while to see just what her trouble would be and what she's here for. Now, sisters, not knowing you, I turn to you now as a single individual. you're talking to the, the audience, I turn to you as a single individual just to talk to you like our master did to the woman at the well. A picture again, a man and a woman. See, the same way. Now, you remind me a lot of my mother. What do you think about that, Leo? Just about uh, like my, my mother, about that size little Irish woman. That's praying for me now. Well, she knows I go into meeting about this time. And she's praying for me. And if I was any kind of a deceiver, I'd be a heartless brute that try to deceive a, a, some, uh, somebody and impersonate or uh, throw off on the Lord Jesus. I wouldn't do that, lady. You don't believe that in me being, uh, a, a man of being a. Thank you, my sister. Thank you. Then but that saying, surely God will honor what you're here for. Now, you just look to me as your brother, and knowing that I am your brother, and thank you for that compliment, saying a man of God. I'm not worthy of that expression, but I uh, I believe that God will honor you for saying that, because he has made them Satan. Now, not knowing you, and if the Lord Jesus, his holy presence, which we're now in, will let me know what you want here, what you come up on the platform for. Well, then, he'll you'll know whether it's true or not. Then you'll be willing to accept it and say, yes, I believe it comes from God because I know that little man standing there wouldn't know nothing about me. So you believe now with all your heart as I look to see what I can see for you. See if he would tell me anything, he may not. But he may. And then if he does, I'll be very thankful to him. But I see now to this woman that's standing near... She has a real dismal, funny spirit. It's a spirit of weary, fearful. She's all nervous and upset, and she's bothered a lot with a nervous condition. And she's, uh, it's about a condition of her body that she's worrying about because she's planning on an examination at a clinic, kind of a hospital clinic of a fair for cancer, it's the cancer that you're worried about. And you was praying just before coming, and you was revealed to you as you was praying that if you would come here and I would pray for you, that they'd find no cancer. Uh, and you come up here, and you're not from this state. You come from Florida up here. Isn't that the truth? You're going to get the desire of your heart. You have it right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ,
1: may it be in Jesus' name. Thank
0: you. God bless you, sister. Go happy, rejoicing. Go this way, if you want me, Brother Woods, Would you come and thank
1: you
0: you believe? Yeah. all things are possible to them that believe. Oh, I just wish you could understand right now what it means. What it means to, to be here in the presence of the Lord Jesus. What a different looking audience it is from five minutes ago. You may think that I'm just saying that, but that's between you and God. The Lord Jesus' presence is right here now. Now there's an evil spirit moving in the audience. It's coming to this woman, sitting here standing here. Uh, Just a moment. It's a spirit screaming for help. The woman who is standing here it's this woman sitting right here with her foot up in the chair. Now look just away just a minute to both of you while this dark streak is settled between you. This lady here's cancer. Condition and operation from the throat. That woman sitting here has cancer. She had something wrong with her foot and she has a cancer on her breast. And only God can make either one of you well. You believe? Yeah. Now, to you. Them spirits are pulling one to another. Now being that you're closer, tell me I want to talk to you just a minute. That's still moving between the woman. I have faith, lady. Both of you. Because you're right now on the decision ground, You're very nervous, too. You had an operation. I've seen that you talk through this place in your throat like your voice comes to it Where you cut for cancer. And uh, you're, you're not from this country, either. You come from below here, from a place, Florida, and you come from a city called Melrose. Florida, and uh, your name is Mrs. E.M. Robinson. You come from Melrose, Florida, and you want me to lay hands on you that you be healed. Almighty God, in the name of our Son, the Lord Jesus, take them, I rebuke thee. Come out from these people that they may go and be made whole, through Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Go. Amen. I
1: you believe?
0: All right ladies, you believe with all your heart. I'm a stranger to you. But we're neither one strangers to God. Oh my. Oh how wonderful he is. How marvelous the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings. The everlasting Father, the Great I Am, the Rose of Sharon, the Lily of Valley, the Bright Morning
1: Star—all powers in the heavens and earth—is
0: in His hands. He stands among His people, outstretched arms to whosoever will. Let Him come and drink freely. Little lady sitting, look at me right here on the end of the road. You got a a gallbladder trouble, haven't you? You believe that Jesus will make you well, I got a bleeding on the inside, too, of the gallbladder. You believe God will make you well? You accept it with all your heart? Shake your handkerchief up there, lady. Yeah, there you are. That's right. Stand up on your feet. Jesus Christ healed you. Amen. Amen. <laughs>
1: Sister? You got a cancer.
0: That cancer is on the breast. Isn't that right? I see your examination. And I see it's on your breast. You believe Jesus is here to take it off? Come near. Look, there's something here knows you, isn't there? That this morning, is standing present. Jesus said, These signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. You believe we are believers? Then in the name of Jesus Christ, I condemn this devil that's taken the life of my sister. And assure thee by the living God that you depart from her, Satan. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, ladies. Go have faith and believe with all your heart. Oh, how wonderful. Look this way just a moment, lady. We are strangers to each other. We do not know each other, perhaps our first time ever meeting in life. God knows both of us, doesn't he? Now, do you believe that the Lord sent me the things that I have said is the truth? With all your heart. Then, if I could do anything for you, you know I would do it, I, if I could do it. If you believe in me like that, is God's servant. I'd do anything I could for you, sister. But I'm just limited to a gift. That's all. But the gift declares that God is here and willing. Surely I'd know some conception of it if he'd let me do these things, wouldn't I? I'd know have some conception of God. Have to. But well, we being strangers to each other. But here I see you're not here for yourself. You're here for a, a, a boy. It's your son. And it's something, I can't examine his head. Yes, sir. It's a, the doctor said it's a, a retarded oh, cell God. or something other in the brain. Yes, and you're yes. a preacher's wife. And yes. your husband kind of turning gray and kind of got his teeth setting wide apart. Yes, Isn't that right? Yes. Oh, yes. my, be oh, yes. The author of everlasting life. Oh. Come our blessings upon the woman who I bless and any, And may her oh, desires be fulfilled. In the Lord, name of
1: Jesus Lord, Christ, we pray. Lord, Amen. Lord, Amen. Have faith. Don't doubt. I can't. I can't. Oh, Just believe with all your heart.
0: Oh, what do you think, sister? You believe with all your heart? All
1: right.
0: If you believe, it's for you. God honors believers. Isn't that right? But to him that believes if I didn't say one thing to you and laid hands on you, you'd believe you'd be healed anyhow, don't
1: you?
0: <laughs> I like that kind of faith. Have faith in God. Now, the, it makes me weak, you see. I'm not beside myself, but I, 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 can't, I can't explain it. You see. Now, that which is on you, I never put my hand over that microphone just for this thing. You You're just a little shook, you know, so I want you to come reverend. Just believe. Now, look this away so that God might be able to tell you what something that would encourage you. Your trouble is in the head. You have head trouble. And then you've recently had something wrong with you, like a fell out heart attack. You had a heart attack. Just had a heart attack recently. You believe He's going to make you well? Come here, O oh God, Prince of Peace, everlasting Father, send thy blessings upon this woman who I bless in thy holy name. For her healing. I ask for Jesus' sake. Amen. All right. Have faith now, believe with all your heart. Come, sir. Three? Every one of you? Just have faith right there, now. Huh? If thou can't believe, you can receive. little lady saying, that oh, that colon trouble. You think the Lord Jesus will make you well? If you believe it, you can be healed then. Jesus Christ will make you well. What are you thinking? The lady sat there, you got a tumor under your arm, haven't you? Yeah. And you got heart trouble too, haven't you? You all put your arms around one another, Jesus loves you, and he'll make you well. God bless you.
1: Praise hey, be to the living God. See? You don't need a
0: prayer card, you need
1: faith.
0: Hey, Amen. I challenge you to believe that I've told you the truth now. You look and believe. Look to him all the ends of the world. Now, sir, we're strangers to one another. you believe me to be his servant, the Lord's servant? Between me and you comes the table. You back off from it. You got stomach trouble. You believe that Jesus Christ will heal you? It's kind of a burning in your stomach. Ulcerated life. The a peptic ulcer. They say it lays at the pe- pad of the stomach, the bottom part of the stomach. You're nervous, upset, worried all the time. You're a person of deep thinking. You're always crossing bridges before you get to it, planning things that never happen. That's your nature. In your stomach, you're healed. Go get yourself a supper. You need cause your faith to make
1: you whole. Praise God. Amen. That's all, I say. do you believe with all your heart? Yes.
0: You have a disease to kill more people than anything. Heart trouble. But do you believe that God will heal you of that tonight? Yes. Raise up your hands. I accept Lord I accept the Lord
1: Jesus.
0: Come here to me. And devil, I adjure thee by the living God. You're exposed. Come out of the man. May you go peace, see Jesus Christ. God bless you, brother. Look this way, lady. You believe with all your heart? We're strangers to each other, but you suffer with a lady's trouble, the female trouble. It's caused a lot of discharge, mucus, and that's caused from, of course, that only could be seen. You know where that was done. That's just that in a secret place. Only God would know it. What it is, you've got an abscess, and the ad- you're hurting mainly on the left side. So, Jesus Christ makes you well. Your faith heals you. Go on your road now and rejoice and say thank you, God. The little boy, you believe that God will heal you? Then go eat your supper. Your sunny supper's on your too, mother. Just go so right along with him and praise God and believe with all your heart. You believe with all your heart? You believe God can heal that kidney trouble and make you well?
1: He has. Just keep walking
0: You're nervous for one thing. Been always upset and you have a stomach trouble also. I go on your road rejoicing, saying thank you, Lord Jesus, and be made well. All right. Come,
1: ladies.
0: Do you believe with all your heart? Of course, you're bothered. I see when you get up of morning, have a little sickness, which has been an arthritis that's coming on. That stomach trouble also is a nervous upset that causes you to belch and acid comes up in your mouth and things. That's the truth, isn't it? Father, God, I'll lay hands upon her in the name of thy Son, the Lord Jesus, and rebuke this devil and say for him to go in Jesus' name, amen. Both thanking God and rejoicing and being made happy, sister, and praising God. Amen! Amen. Do you believe me, my brother, as God's prophet? Yes, I do. If God will tell me what your trouble, and will you obey me as his prophet? I, will. I see you trying to step off the side of a street with arthritis. You got arthritis. Raise up your hands. Yeah. Raise your hands up, feet up down like this. I've gone off the platform rejoicing and be well in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh. Right. Yes, God
1: bless
0: you. Let's say praise the Lord. Oh. Oh. All
1: right.
0: How do you do, ladies? I see you're going. It's your blind condition, blind spirit striking your eyes you believe that God will restore your sight and make you well? Bow your head just a moment for this. Almighty God, have mercy upon the blind. Restore the sight to this woman, Lord, knowing that these eyes, if Satan can do it, will soon be made blind. But I ask now with mercy, with my hands upon her, Lord, as your representative, I ask for her sight to come to her in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, sister. On your road, rejoicing. Look out for you Yeah, you see now? Just raise
1: up your hands and praise the Lord for it. Amen. Would you come, lady? Epilepsy. The little lady. God bless you, sister. It left you, Dan. Have faith in God. come back. Believe him, your faith touched you down, sister. Have faith in God. Believe. Do you
0: believe, lady? Will you obey me as God's prophet? If I tell you what's wrong with you, will you obey me as his servant? Yeah, you have arthritis. Is that right? Is it the truth? Raise up your hand if it is. Walk off a of platform rejoicing Jesus Christ to make you well. Amen. Have faith How do you do, sir? You and I are strangers to each other, I suppose. We don't know one another. I've perhaps never seen you in all my life. But God knows you. Isn't that true? If God will reveal to me what your trouble is, will you accept your healing from the Lord Jesus?
1: Will the rest of you do the
0: same? I want to look to the man a minute. Look. not knowing you never seen you, but knowing you're bound to be a sick man or you wouldn't be in this condition, you look thin and poor, but I see a spirit of brightness moving over you, it's cancer, and I see one, two, three, three operations you've had, three operations for this cancer. That's truth, and it hasn't done you any good yet, and you're falling off getting poorer and poorer. Let me tell you your trouble. Will you receive me as God's prophet? Yes. you got a habit, smoking cigarettes. Yes. And that's the thing, it's kidney cancer. Throw the things away, don't ever use them no more, go home and get well. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke this devil. Hallelujah! You agree? Stand, stand on your feet
1: in the name of Jesus Christ,
0: every one of you. Almighty God, in the name of the Lord Jesus,
1: I rebuke every devil and unclean spirit, and pass them away!